Thank you for listening to Noobs and Dragons. If you'd like to listen to more of LPJ and Sphinx, make sure to check out Last Action Podcast, where they discuss action movies. If you're looking for more Matric, check out twitch.tv slash matriconstage. That's M-A-T-R-I-K. You can also check out his work on YouTube, and that's Matric on Stage there as well. For more of myself... Craig WK, you can listen to podcasts like The Legend of Retro and Noiseland Arcade. If you're interested in supporting Noobs and Dragons, you can go to patreon.com slash GameZilla Media, where you can pay $5 a month for access to Behind the DM Screen, our behind-the-scenes monthly special. This show wouldn't be possible without our patron support. Thank you. Welcome back to Noobs and Dragons. Jean-Claude Pierre-Paul, Ophelia, the two of you are joined not only by uh, Thucydides, your uh, dragonborn ally who's, you know, looking for these pauldrons, uh, but you're also, well, Jean-Claude Pierre-Paul is haunted by Necrosorrow, the hobgoblin necromancer, uh, who's a ghost. And uh, you guys are on the staircase uh, looking at a, a, one of the top floors of the tower. Uh, you're nearing the top, you're sure. Uh, is ruined. It looks like uh, uh, walls have caved in. Uh, it looks like it's pretty well destroyed. And there's an ogre white wandering around mumbling about curses. He's got a big uh, great axe, big double-sided axe. Do we know, do we recognize, like, what he's mumbling about as far as the curse goes? All he's saying is the word, like, curse over and over again. It's not like he and he's being very specific. Uh, I, I mean, if you want to roll Arcana, you certainly can. Um, That's a seven. Uh, there you go. A <laughs> seven. With a seven, uh, you're, you're not really sure. That's so vague. Like, what does that even mean? Is he cursing the tower? Is he cursing himself? Does he want to curse people? It's too hard to tell. Necrosorrow, do you recognize this guy? You whisper, and Necrosorrow doesn't answer. I think he's sleeping. That's not encouraging. No, I I remember he said he was having a much harder time uh, helping us out. Uh, the farther we got up, so I'm pretty sure we're on our we're, we're on our own at this point. <sighs> Great, just when we could use him. Uh, I yes. don't know what that means. He slowly answered. Oh, okay. Oh. Take your time there. And he doesn't know what uh, what it means. That and that's it. You guys wait a moment. And he doesn't say anything else. <clears throat> and Thucydides sort of looks to you two, and he's like, "Well, what should we do?" Okay, so, uh, oh, sorry, go ahead. Uh, he says, that's a big open area. Uh, I don't really see how we could sneak by him. He's just sort of wandering around in circles. Yeah, I guess we'll have to maybe try to try for an ambush. Uh, do we see where the stairs leading up? They're across the room, I believe. Yes, uh, right. they are across the room. Uh, they're probably about 
uh, 80 to 100 feet. Okay. So. Is this thing big enough that it would at least have trouble going up the stairs? He's, uh, an ogre is large size, so he's probably about 15 feet tall. No, the, the staircase is, uh, 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 it's certainly designed for medium-sized creatures, you know? Uh, somewhere in the range of, like, five to eight feet tall, somewhere, you know, in there. Uh, but uh, it certainly isn't impossible for him to squeeze through. Okay. Do we th- do we want to maybe talk to him about why he's cursed? Do you think maybe we can reason with him? Well, maybe if we could solve his problem, he would let us through. That is a good, that is a good thought. Thucydides but- looks to you two, and he's like, I don't know, he's undead and an ogre. That's, like, twice as bad, right? Yeah, and on top of that, we don't have any, uh, well, I don't know anything about curses. <laughs> Get rid of them. Okay, do we see anything in the room that could potentially point us to what it is he's talking about? Uh, perception checks. Oh, that's better. Unnatural 20. That is a... Also an unnatural 20. Wow. Uh, it It's weird. Uh, Thucydides also had an unnatural 20. That's got to add up to a natural 20, I would think. Uh, I think that it doesn't. Uh, so all three of you guys look around. And, uh, you know, there, there's a lot of uh, debris on the ground. You're not really sure what was in this room before it was destroyed. Uh, you see a lot of, like, uh, uh, bent up and, like, twisted metal grates. You think maybe there might have been, like, maybe, like, cells on this floor? It's a little hard to tell. But, uh, aside from that, uh, you don't see magical runes anywhere. You don't see, you know, like, he's not, like, trapped or anything. He's not, you know bound to anything you're not sure you're not 100% sure but you don't think that there's anything in this room cursing him okay all right all right so our options are fight or fight it seems like uh, you guys, well, I mean, talking to him. yeah, you could talk to him. That's certainly an option. Uh, Thucydides is iffy about it, but like, you know. So if we attack now, we get a surprise round, right? I. Uh, you, you're not a hundred percent sure. Like, if you were going to get one, it would be for jumping out right now. Yeah, like you know, he doesn't seem to know you're there, so that could feasibly give you a uh, surprise round. All right. Why don't we, you want to talk it out? Let's, let's talk it out. Okay. Let's see what we can do. Sure. Uh, God, I hate, I hate when you make that <laughs> intonation in your voice. God, you stop, oh, Craig. Oh, and seeing you on the webcam doesn't make it any better. <laughs> no, it probably doesn't. Uh, though, if we were in person, it'd be the same. Oh, stupid face. Okay. What are you doing? Stupid. Uh, anyway. Uh, so you guys are walking out and you want to talk to uh, this ogre? Okay, who wants to walk out? Me or you? <laughs> not uh, Thucydides. Yeah, no. Thucydides is not going to be the one to walk out. Okay. You want to just both go out? Let's just both go out. Okay. Thucydides okay. will join you, 
but he's not going to be out front and doing a whole heck of a lot of talking. Of course he's not. All right. Oh, God. Ogres are the worst. Okay. Here we go. Oh, yeah. Out. That's right. Uh, undead ogres and you don't get along, do you? No. No, no, no. They No. Undead ogres and I do not get along. <laughs> I've been thrown across a room by one. And almost killed. This is where my journey ends. It ends where it begins. Okay, here we go. I'm sorry. Moving on. You hesitantly step out. And the the ogre immediately notices you. You guys have dropped stealth. And the the ogre slowly turns to look at you. And you get a good look at his face. Uh, He seems to be undead. Uh, He looks much like the whites did earlier. He has white hair. He's incredibly pale. That dark energy kind of swirls around his, you know, his one, uh, uh, you know, big meaty hand. Uh, but aside from that, uh, I can let you know that he's, you know, mostly he's like shirtless. He has a big giant gut. Uh, he has like uh, uh, bits of armor all over him. Uh, so he has like a big belt that has like a shield. That's sort of like acting like almost like a bit of armor. He has plates on his arms, uh, one plate on one shoulder, but not the other. Uh, and otherwise, he has a uh, like a Fu Manchu kind of mustache, uh, but it's like solid white and goes you know down off his uh, upper lip and uh, you know trails under his chin. All right. Uh, hello, uh, my friend. How are you? I you seem to be distressed. Uh, indeed I am. Uh, what seems to be uh, the trouble? I was just thinking that there aren't enough living creatures in this dimension. Isn't that a shame? Well, why, why, but why and, uh, would you need a living creature? Oh, it's just no fun if you don't have a living creature to kick around. Oh. And he smiles real big. There were a few outside. You should uh, go check them out. Uh, deception with disadvantage? Uh, that would be a nine. Why would I go outside when some have just walked right up to me? Oh, who's who's that? We are totally dead. Uh, he says, well, I can't speak for the lot of you, but one of you I know for sure is alive. And he smiles real big, and, uh, uh, Thucydides goes, uh, undead ogres are the worst. He's looking at you, Thucydides, I'm pretty sure. He, the ogre holds out his hand, and, uh, as he does so, uh, you, uh, actually everyone, uh, make perception checks. Ugh, crap. Uh, 19. Uh, oh, I don't know. How about a, um, five? With a five? Uh, you don't quite notice anything, uh, but, uh, uh, Ophelia, you hear something ratchet, uh, up above you around, like, it almost sounds like it's coming from, like, the ceiling, and as you turn, uh, you see that a cage is dropping on Thucydides. Uh, if you want, 
you can go ahead and make a uh, dexterity saving throw. Uh, if you want to try to grab him and pull him aside, uh, he did not notice. Okay. Oh, so not me. So yeah, not me. you didn't okay. notice, and Thucydides didn't notice. Uh, eighteen on the dexterity check. With an eighteen, you grab Thucydides and pull him aside, and a what looks almost like a bird cage that's like medium size, just enough to fit like one person, slaps onto the ground and then vanishes. Almost as if it was like an apparition. Uh, that was a cage, wasn't it? <laughs> I don't think it was a normal cage. No, I don't believe so. Um, I, I think talking it out is uh, definitely beyond the realm of possibility at this point. The ogre throws his arms up uh, and laughs and says, <laughs> My name is Grisco Ophelgorger, and I'm going to enjoy this. Crisco? Grisgo. Oh, Grisgo. Okay. Initiative. Right. Uh, 14. Um, unnatural 20. Oh. Uh, <clears throat> and poor Thucydides with a 3, bringing up the rear. Grisgo's turn. Great. Grisgo once again throws his uh, uh, hands out, and another cage drops upon uh, Thucydides, who it's now up to his own deck saving throw, and fails. Birdcage lands on top of him, and the cage is sort of hoisted up just a few feet off the ground, uh, and he's stuck inside of it. Grisgo just has his deep belly <clears throat> laugh. <laughs> Ophelia, your turn. Oh, boy. All right. I guess first I'm going to try to hit it with a guiding bolt. Yeah, go for it. That is a plus five now. So that is 18. Uh, 18 is a hit. Okay. Uh, 46. Uh-huh. Not off to a good start. Oop, 13. Uh, 16 damage altogether. All right. Do we know what they are susceptible to? I don't remember the last time. Uh, I think Necrosaurus told us. I believe you were warned that uh, undead are immune to poison. Uh, That's right. They tend to resist necrotic damage. Uh, some are weak to radiant damage, uh, though your Guiding Bolt is radiant, I do believe, and it didn't seem to do much more damage than it normally would. Though he does have a faint glow to him now, uh, the next attack against him has uh, advantage. Uh, Ophelia, you are right next to uh, Jean-Claude as well as Thucydides, uh, who's stuck in a cage. Uh, as far as that goes... Uh, uh, the ogre, Grisgo, is uh, probably about 30 feet away. Did you want to move? Um, first, can I make an arcana check to see if I can figure out anything about this cage that uh, Thucydides is in? You sure can. Go ahead and roll. Ooh, natural 20. Wow. Uh, it is magic. You think that uh, this ogre 
is uh, use has some magic, uh, not magic necessarily, but some like dark power. You think the cursing he was muttering is something that he can do? You think that that uh, not that you would really know this, but with the natural twenty, uh, you think that uh, uh, he has the ability to curse others, and you think that this cage is a part of one of those curses. But nothing about how to uh, maybe get get him out of there. I. Uh, You don't think, uh, uh, without seeing more of his this curse ability he has, uh, you can't quite tell yet. But if you use another bonus action to make another Arcana roll, I'll give you advantage on those rolls to decipher his other abilities as you see them. Okay. Um, and then as far as movement, I think I'd like to keep the same distance from him. Because I'm assuming we're in like a kind of a circular room. It's a big circular chamber, yeah. So I want to get about uh, 15 feet away from the group, um, but still maintain the 30 feet from uh, Grisgo. Sure, absolutely. You slide off about 15 feet from your other group members, uh, but are still keeping distance from Grisgo. Jean-Claude Pierre-Paul, it is your turn. All right. Um, how far away am I from? You're 30 feet away from this guy. 30 feet away. Okay. All right. So he's got a big great axe. A big great axe, and his other hand is glowing. Like a dark, purpley black. <laughs> his other hand is glowing. Uh, it has been. Sure. Um, all right. I think what I'm going to do, he looks strong. Mm-hmm. So I don't think my... Fist of Unbroken Air is going to do well because that requires a strength saving throw on his end. Um, all right. I'm going to run in with my movement and punch him three times. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, boy. All right. And you have first advantage one, on ooh, the first one. First one's a natural 20. Wow. <laughs> Second one is a 24. That's also a hit. Third one is a 9. Uh, the 9, unfortunately, is a miss. Uh, but uh, the first attack is double dice uh, damage, of course. Uh, and, you know, add everything up. Let me know. Don't forget your so, uh, magic uh, weapon that you recently got. Do I, for, for double dice damage, do I add the damage modifier twice, too? No, uh, so the just a dice roll. Yep, dice rolled is doubled, but the modifiers only applied once uh, per attack. And what was the other thing you said? I'm sorry. Uh, about what? Advantage, I think. No, we're good. I only I had the two hits, so 18. You Go. did have advantage on the first hit, but you rolled a natural 20, so, so you know, yeah, it, yeah, it didn't, didn't right. end up matter. <clears throat> How much damage altogether? 18. Ooh. And then um, I'm also going to use one of my key points to dart away uh, 10 feet away from him out of his range. Yeah, you uh, 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 dart back about 10 feet, and uh, it is uh, Thucydides' turn. He's stuck in a cage. He's uh, essentially uh, stunned, can't do anything. Uh, Grisco's turn. Grisco holds out his hand uh, in your guys' direction. 
Uh, and uh, both of you, if you could, make uh, dexterity saving throws. Uh, 16. A 13. With a 13, uh, Ophelia dodges aside and kind of puts her shield up just in time for the dark energy to kind of bank off it. Uh, for you, though, uh, Jean-Claude, uh, one of the beams strikes you, and just this nasty black energy just sort of hangs off you, and it sort of coats around you, almost as if, like, uh, this is meta, but you know how, like, on, uh, like in Dragon Ball Z, the auras on characters? Yeah, yeah. It's almost like that. It just sort of, like, kind of flows off you. Okay. You take one damage. Oh, that's bad news. <laughs> it's just a damage point. Don't worry. Of course. Ophelia, it's your turn. Your uh, friend Jean-Claude is now glowing with this, like, purpley-black dark energy. This is the part uh, where Krillin blows up, remember? <laughs> uh, can I make an Arcana check on that? You sure can. You have advantage. Okay. Ooh, I needed that, too. Uh, 18. With an 18, you see that the, uh, the aura on uh, Jean-Claude... Let's see. Uh, it looks like it's increasing, uh, like the, the size. You think that it's like going to get like, you know, more and more harsh. Uh, but you feel like it's kind of permeable. You, you think that he could probably uh, pass that damage to somebody. You, you think that like if he came up close to you and touched you or something, or you touched him, the damage, uh, that aura would change over to you. Okay. Hmm. <clears throat> All right. I'm going to move I'm going to move over to him. Uh-huh. To John Claude. And first, I'm going to cast uh cure wounds at level 2. Uh sure thing. Yeah, go right ahead. Who on me? Uh yeah. Oh, that would be helpful. Uh what's that do? <laughs> Uh, let's see, that's 13 plus my spellcasting modifier, so 16, you heal for 16 damage. Hey, I can, I can dig that. Um. I'm feeling almost 100%. I, I think I'm going to hold off on touching the, the dark (laughs) energy around him. Oh, I, I, Ophelia. What's the range on the uh, 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 cure spell you just casted? It sure is touch. <laughs> uh, Ophelia, you take a point of damage. The aura transfers to you. That sure is touch. Yep. Yep. <laughs> uh, Ophelia. Do I have any movement left? I. Uh, uh- he had moved uh, uh, 10 feet away from the enemy. I'd say that you have like maybe 10 feet of movement left. Okay. And sorry, what were you about to say? Is it still increasing? It is no longer on it... you, Jean-Claude. Uh, it is now transferred to uh, Ophelia, and it looks like it reset. Ah, so there we go. Uh, Ophelia, you're not sure how it'll work. But you think that uh, uh, it, you feel like in, in some capacity this could affect the curse that's blocking Thucydides in the cage. 
Okay. Can I back up towards the towards the cage then? You sure can. You okay. move ten feet move towards, towards the uh, cage. Uh, Jean Claude Pierre Paul, it is now your turn. Uh, and uh, yeah, you don't have the aura affecting you, so you don't take damage. Uh, what would you like to do? Okay. Uh, guess I'm gonna punch him three more times. So dive back in uh, ten feet. Sure thing. First one is a twenty-four hit. A ten, a miss, and an eleven, and a miss. All right. You're adding in that. Uh, I mean, not that just a bonus of one would have changed those last two attacks, but you're making sure to add in everything. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah, for cool. the bracelet. Cool. Yep, cool. I already have that figured in. Yep. Uh, eleven damage. Awesome. And um, I will now use another key point, and this time. Um, wait a minute. Let me think about this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm going to use another key point and dive back um, out of melee range from him. So, what is that, 10 feet back I can do? Well, let me do 30 feet back. Sure, absolutely. Uh, you're now 30 feet away from him. Uh, you, did you want to be by uh, Ophelia and the cage? Yeah, just to be safe. Might as sure. well. Uh, Thucydides turn. Uh, he picks his nose. <laughs> well, I, unfortunately, uh, it's been a few turns and, uh, things aren't going smooth in that cage. Let me just make sure. Okay. Can we take a look and see what's going on with him? Yeah, so, I. Uh, uh, it looks like the the uh, the cage is now kind of glowing uh, in that same kind of dark purple kind of aura, and it looks like he's taking some damage. Uh, he yells out in uh, uh, pain and doesn't have much he can do because he's kind of sort of stunned in this cage. He's stuck there. Uh, so now it is Grisgo's turn. Grisgo kind of laughs in his gross, you know, kind of slimy voice. And uh, with his long strides being so ridiculously huge, he steps up to the three of you guys who are kind of bunched up around this uh, cage. Uh, let's see. Uh, Ophelia, you're the one with the aura right now, right? Correct. Uh, he goes to uh, uh, hit you with his glowing hand. Uh, he swings once and misses, and uh, 19 verse AC, does that get you? That hits. You... Oh, wait, I uh, I use my uh, warding flare, so he has disadvantage on that attack now. Is that a reaction? Yeah. Uh, let's see. He had a 14 on the dice, 11. Uh, so 16 verse AC. That is also a hit. Ah, uh, sorry. Uh, he strikes you. And uh, the uh, the aura that's on you increases immediately, and you suddenly take five damage. Ooh. You think his glowing uh, white hand is uh, uh, able to boost the power of that curse. Ophelia's turn. Ophelia, your 
curse immediately increases again, and you take 10 damage. Ow. Uh, all right, so you said I think that if I take this aura over to the cage that it would do something? You're not entirely sure. Uh, you feel like the... Uh, uh, Make an arcana check. I could maybe tell you more. Okay. Now that this is affecting you worse and you're by the cage. Uh, 17. With a 17, I can let you know that uh, you think that when the damage on you, when the aura hits a certain amount, uh, you're able to uh, uh, use it to, to break the cage. However, you think that that amount of damage is 15. So you would have to take 15 more damage and then apply that to the cage to break it. Wait, uh, how, 15 more? Because didn't no, she already uh, take 15? More. So, I mean, when the when the curse does 15 damage in one turn. In oh, in one, one turn. In one activation. Uh, however, it. you are able to pass this aura to Jean-Claude and it'll reset to one damage. Or technically, you can touch Thucydides, who's in the cage. Unless somebody gets to him, he might die because he can't get out to touch anyone. But feasibly, you can pass this on uh, to one of your friends. Yeah, I think it would make sense to pass it to me. Well, if I pass it to you, though, it resets to one. Yeah. Yeah, so you have a choice. You can either try to get Thucydides out of the cage as soon as possible... And he's more damage for the group, or you can play a little more defensively and just pass between each other at like the one damage, or more. I mean, realistically, how much damage is Thucydides going to do? And on top of that, he's already half dead. So, I think if we kill the, the faster we kill this thing, is it's better for us. I'm gonna I'm gonna pass the curse off to to Jean Claude. Jean Claude, you take one point of damage. Okay, I can do that. Uh, well, actually, no, I'm sorry. You'll take one point of damage uh, at your next turn. Okay, fine. Yeah. All right, and then... I'm going to try to skirt around, like, 15 feet, like, to the left, like, away from the cluster. Uh, he will get an attack of opportunity on you. You're in melee range of uh, Grisgo. Uh, I don't like that. Um, no, I imagine you wouldn't. Although the flip side of that is I can't cast anything from where I am. <laughs> uh. Well. Would I still be able to use my... Uh, warding flare even though it's my turn like as a reaction uh yeah uh so at the start of your turn your reaction resets if you have a second use of that ability then yeah you feasibly could use it on his uh, attack opportunity the only catch is is that you would not have any other reactions until the start of your next turn okay Yeah, I can't really do much from where I am, so I think I'm just going to try to slide that 15 feet. Sure. So uh, he's going to go ahead and try to swing at you. He has disadvantage, correct? 
Well, no, I can decide after his first roll. Oh, okay. If I want to do that. Oh, that's cool. All right, I'm going to roll. You ready? No. Are you sure? No. <laughs> 19 on the dice. Uh, let's, uh, let's warding flare that. Yeah, that's fair. 16 on the dice. He got a 21 to hit you, even with disadvantage. Ow. Indeed. How much HP you got there, Ophelia? I'm doing, I'm doing pretty good. Oh, Still good. not too bad. Oh, that's great. Uh, you take uh, 10 damage as uh, his he brings the axe down, which would normally be a two-handed weapon, but in his big giant hands, it's just like he's almost like using a one-handed axe. Eep. And you're able to move 15 feet away. Uh, technically more if you want to keep moving. Uh, yeah, maybe I'll I'll take the whole 30 feet around the room. Sure, you start moving uh, uh, away from Grisgo uh, to get some distance. Uh, what would you like to do? I think I'm going to try to blast him with a Scorching Ray. Yeah, absolutely. Go right ahead. Okay. That is a 18. Hit. That's an 8. Abyss. Ooh, natural 20. Nice. Double that dice roll, but uh, then it's just one other hit. Okay. So basically, since they're 2d6 for each one, I'm going to end up rolling 6d6 altogether, yeah, right? It'll end up being okay. the same dice roll, yeah, because of the crit. Okay. Uh, 27 damage. Wow. All right. And two rays of fire shoot through the uh, ogre white. And he doesn't seem too thrilled about that. Uh, Jean-Claude Pierre-Paul, it's your turn. You take a point of damage as the aura has now spread onto you. Okay. Okay, uh, so Thucydides is looking bad, right? Uh, Thucydides is taking damage every turn now, and he had already had a little bit of damage that couldn't be healed. Uh, right. But he's not dying. He's not, like, you know, on death's door just yet. Okay. And I, we did, he has a healing potion, right? We gave him one, didn't we? No, I don't believe so. You gave him flasks of oil and uh, the caltrops. Oh, well, that's caltrops. I hope he uses those. Um <laughs> The okay, so if I give him a healing potion because he can't heal himself and we can't really touch him, you can well, touch him, yeah. He actually wouldn't be able to, to use a potion, he's too crammed inside that little like bird. Oh, cage. so we'll use it anyway, yeah. He okay. would not be able to. You can touch him, so right. like if you wanted to heal him with a touch spell, or or if Ophelia did, she could, yeah. It would have to be Ophelia because I have the curse right now, so um. Okay, so, so I guess I'm just going to uh, do what I've been doing. Punch this dude three times and run away. Go right ahead. That is a 26. That's a hit. A natural 20. That is definitely a hit. And a 21. Wow, nice. That is all three hit, and one of them's a crit, so double that. This is going to be a big pool of damage. All right. <sighs> 
Uh, Maybe a big pool of damage. Uh, 21. So not, not great rolls on my part. You slam your fist into him three times, one of which just, like, just bangs in the, the shield that he's using. It's like a gut plate, and it, like, caves in a bit, and he uh, uh, lets out a, uh, a bit of a moan. Uh, Jean-Claude, right. you back off about 15 feet. Did you want to keep moving, or...? Um, I want to head back over toward Ophelia. Sure, you start like well, you have the movement. Do you want to just be? Yeah, I can. Short? I can definitely get over there. So, and Thucydides' turn. Much like the curse that's afflicting you guys, it looks like the damage is becoming larger and larger as time goes by. You hear him let out a gasp. Grisco's turn. Uh, Grisco, I. Uh, moves towards you, uh, Jean-Claude, and he goes to swipe at you with his uh, glowing hand. Ugh. 13 versus AC. No, 16. He uh, swings a second time. 21 versus AC. Man, why does he get two attacks? What a jerk. He's a boss character. Don't know what to tell you. Uh, also, don't you get three attacks? Whatever, I'm a boss. <laughs> uh, your curse uh, immediately inflames. It becomes stronger. You take five damage immediately. Okay. Uh, Ophelia, it's your turn. Uh, about ten feet away from you is Grisgo. About five feet away from you is Jean-Claude Pierre-Paul. All right. Um... How are you looking uh, there, Ophelia? I mean, I've I've felt better, but I'm still standing. Uh, all right. Can we can we discuss strategy here? Uh, I would say that you can make requests of each other. It's like a battle right now, you know. So it's not like you can just stop everything. But like, if you want to say like, "Hey, I could use healing," or "Hey, I'm gonna drop this curse on you, heal yourself," like, you know, however you want to look. What I'm thinking is. Why don't you heal yourself and then take the curse so you can, you know, touchy-feely, healy thingy, do the thing where you touch yourself and heal, and then uh, then I can I can pass the curse on to you, and then we'll both be at relatively decent health, the curse will have reset, and then we can go about our business beating this guy's ass. Or, my or if you have another idea. The only other idea I had is... To let the curse get to 15, and then we can get Thucydides out. And then I could potentially just drop a prayer of healing. I don't know. And get us all back up to top us off. How's this dude looking? It's hard to tell. He's uh, undead. Uh, On your turn, you can take a bonus action and uh, uh, make an insight check. And I can tell you a little more. Can I do that? Yeah. Okay. Uh, 15. He's taken a fair bit of damage. Uh, uh, you don't know that he's necessarily like falling apart, but he's definitely taken a fair bit of damage. You, you think that if you keep this up, you'll, you know, you'll destroy him, defeat him. 
Okay, then I'm gonna... I'm gonna take the curse. You high-five Jean-Claude Pierre-Paul, and you now have the curse. Uh, it is on your turn. Uh, yeah, it's on your turn, so you do take a point of damage. Okay. If you get the curse and, then... and it's on your turn, it waits until your turn. Yeah, that's the way it works. And then I'm going to cast uh, Cure Wounds on myself. Absolutely. Uh, did you want to move as well or uh, just stay there? Uh, I think I will. I will move. Uh, so let's add that. Towards the uh, cage with Thucydides or away from the cage with Thucydides, like towards the uh, staircase upstairs? Uh, away from Grisgo. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, you move in the opposite direction of Grisgo, thirty, you know, thirty feet. You're heading towards the uh, uh, staircase up. Uh, you're probably like forty-five feet away from the birdcage. Uh, Jean-Claude Pierre Paul. It's your turn. That's me. Uh, all right, I'm gonna dive in, punch three times, dive out. Yeah, go right ahead. That is a 18. That's a hit. A 14. That's a miss. And an 11. And 12. a miss. 12. Um, seven damage. Okay. And you, you haul off and slug him across the uh, face and dive back. Uh, well, actually, did you dive back, or...? Yeah, yeah, I, I went back. Okay, thought so. How far away are you? Uh, I'm going to go... Ophelia, you have the curse right now, correct? Correct. So I will go... I will still stay near Ophelia in case we got to trade the curse back and forth again. Sure, so you just want to move, like, maybe, like, 20 feet in her direction? Yeah. Sure. I... Uh... Thucydides, take some damage. It's getting worse. Uh, Grisco's turn. Grisco goes to run past you, uh, Jean-Claude, to get to Ophelia to try to uh, trigger the curse on her. Uh, you have an attack of opportunity as he runs by you. Okay. Um, just a single attack, or yeah, is it like an attack, attack move? Okay. 14. <laughs> You go to try to kick him as he uh, moves past, but his uh, thick bulk just absorbs the blow and he keeps running. Uh, he gets up to you, Ophelia, and goes to swing. What's your AC? Uh, so I, was, I have, I wrote down 15 plus 2. I'm assuming the plus 2 is the shield. If you have the shield out, then yeah, yeah. you would have that. I don't yes. know if you do or not. I've, I've been carrying, I feel like I've been carrying it the whole tower. Absolutely, that works. He misses the first attack. And 14, yeah, misses the second attack. He goes to swing with the uh, glowing hand, and it uh, does not trigger the uh, and speed up the curse. Uh, Ophelia, it is your turn. You take uh, five damage. Okay. 
Oh, uh, quick question. Neither, and this would have been way more important earlier. Neither of you absorb or like resist necrotic damage, right? No, not that I see. Wonderful, because oh, no. that is necrotic damage. That that curse. So, yeah. As far as I know, I don't. Yeah, just making sure I'm not cheating you. Uh, Ophelia, it is your turn. He's in melee range. Well, not a lot I can do unless I want to take another hit. You know what I'm going to do? I'm actually I'm going to use my action to disengage. Yeah, you uh, uh, back off. And then I'm going to run run away and high five Jean Claude on the on the way running past him. Sure. Yeah. So you uh, disengage from uh, 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 Grisgo. And you run over to uh, uh, Jean-Claude, give him a high five, and keep running another 10 feet. Uh, anything else you want to do on your turn? You have, like, a bonus action left. Yeah, is there... Let's see. Can I take a look at uh, Thucydides and see how he's doing? How Medicine he's check. Uh, 19. Wow. Uh, Thucydides isn't looking great. Uh... At this point, Grisgo has got to go down in the next turn or so, or he might be dying. Uh, All right, let's uh, finish this up fast. Jean-Claude Pierre-Paul, you take a point of damage, and it is your turn. All right. Got a punch. You dive into uh, uh, Grisgo. And go to swing. Eleven. Miss. God, twelve. Miss. Uh, Fifteen. Miss. F and A, man. Your attack bounces off his blubber, and Grisgo just goes <laughs> and laughs as his stomach just sort of jiggles. All right. And I've got, I have the curse, correct? You do. All right, so I guess I'll back off toward Ophelia. Yeah, uh, do you just want to go... Uh, uh, you, you, uh, you're you using the uh, monk ability that lets you disengage as like a bonus action, right? Yeah, that was my last one, so... Okay. You are... Did you want to be next to Ophelia, or did you want to uh, go somewhere else? Because you uh, have a lot more movement. I will stay near Ophelia in case we got to trade off again. Sure. Uh, maybe, uh, maybe you want some distance. Want some distance? A little bit. All right. I guess we'll go. I guess I'll provide some distance. Sure. You want to go the opposite direction of Ophelia? Sh- sure. We'll go the opposite direction. Absolutely. Uh, how much movement do you have? Uh, I have 40 feet. Altogether? Yeah. So you had used up about 10 feet of movement to get to him. So you move 30 feet away yep. uh, the opposite direction. Sure. Uh, Thucydides, take some damage. Uh, Grisco's turn. You have the curse. He goes to attack you, uh, Jean-Claude. Grisgo charges forward and goes to swat at you twice. What's your AC? 16. A single hit, not two hits. Uh, You take five damage as the curse expands out. Ophelia, it is your turn. I'm going to use... <laughs> uh, I'm gonna use my last scorching ray and probably hate my life. Go for it. 
Alright. First one. Oh, that's a good start. 24. That's a hit. Uh, 18. Also a hit. And a 17. Uh, and it's also a hit. Whew. Okay. That's uh, six of these. Twenty-eight. Jean-Claude, as Grisgo is staring down at you and uh, uh, laughing at the fact that your your curse is sort of you know like glowing and getting worse. The guy in the cage is dying, and he's just laughing. You see him kind of look down and look at his gut, and he just sort of holds his stomach, and he you hear him mutter something. He goes, oh, this isn't right. And you see three beams of light shoot out from the other side of him, and the dark energy that's on you fades. The cage that had constricted Thucydides vanishes, and he falls to the ground. And the lumbering undead ogre slowly falls opposite of your direction and hits the ground hard. I love that little dice roll there. You're welcome. Had to play it fair. I I wanted to drop him on you, but it, it, yeah. I gotcha. No, I hear you. All right. Well, uh, good work. Uh, That was a good shot there. Well, it's the last one I had. It had to be. Yeah. All right. Well, first, let's go check on Thucydides. Yeah. Let's go. Yeah. You walk up to him, and you think that he probably had another turn before he would have been dying. Uh, Thucydides thanks you guys. He's like, sorry, I uh, couldn't pull my weight there. No, you're fine. Uh, you know, we got you. Uh, Thucydides... Uh, Tells you guys, he says, uh, I mean, do we want to press on? Do we want to rest here? Uh, I think first, I could... yeah, we could use a rest, I'm sure. Yeah. Uh, let's uh, check the, uh, I want to check the area first for, investigate the area. First yeah, stop. investigation check. That is a 17. Unnatural 20. Uh, so the three of you guys look around. You guys find uh, what is mostly rubble. You find uh, uh, like an old chest that's already been emptied out. Uh, you find that uh, uh, Grisgo Oval Gorger's uh, great axe is very ornate. Uh, there's like a, a skull, uh, like the, the the metal rod that like holds the axe head is like sort of encased with like a skull. You think that it could be magic, or, or at the very least, is of really superior craftsmanship. Uh, it's a, a martial weapon, so it's not very easy to use, but that's pretty fancy. Uh, you sift through his stuff, and you find that Grisgo uh, himself had uh, quite a bit of uh, gold on him. Uh, Ophelia, roll me a D100. Okay. Uh, 41. You find uh, 40 gold in a bag that he had, as well as 10 gold in gems. Uh, so 50 gold altogether. Are you writing that down, or am I? Uh, you can do it. So 50 altogether? Yep, 50 gold mm-hmm. altogether. 
Uh, Thucydides, as he's looking around, uh, uh, finds what looks to be a uh, uh, like a, a piece of art. It's gold, but it's really kind of nasty craftsmanship. It looks really like shoddily made. You think that this might have been like a goblin sculpture uh, made out of gold. And it's a little hard to tell what you're looking at. It, it looks to be maybe like a humanoid type shape. Uh, but sold just for gold, uh, you think that it's probably worth about 100 gold altogether. And he gives it to you guys uh, and lets you know that, you know, as long as he gets the pauldrons, everything else is yours. Cool. All right. Uh, do you want to take the uh, the axe, too? We could probably sell that. Yeah, might as well. And you guys take the axe as well. Uh, and you guys are taking a uh, short rest? Yes. Yeah. Awesome. Um, I am going to... I am out of... How far... How, how many more floors do we get to go? I... Thucydides says, well, I think it's just one more. I think it's just the top floor that's left. Do we hear anything coming from the top floor? Perception checks. Oops. That is a 21. With a 10, you listen, and you don't hear anything. With a 21, you don't hear anything. With a 23, Thucydides listens. And he shakes his head and he says, I don't think anything's up there. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I'm not going to take a potion then. I'm just going to wait it out. Cool, cool. Uh, we, are we, we are definitely taking a break though, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, I'd like to use mine if we can. I'll get, I'll get my key points back at least. Yep. Uh, if you have any hit dice left, go ahead and use them. Lord knows Thucydides used the last of his up to sort of scrape by. That wasn't too bad. Okay. And about an hour passes in silence. Uh, and you don't hear Necrosaro. Uh, he doesn't speak. Uh, it seems like the, the, the wards that are becoming progressively tougher are just too difficult for him to really do much of anything at this point. Okay. All right. Uh, do we want to head upstairs? Yeah, let's maybe sneak up. Sure. Walk up quietly. All right. Uh, go ahead and make stealth checks. Uh, 16. It is a 16 as well. Nice. Uh, Thucydides had a 16 on the dice. Uh, the three of you are as quiet as can be, and you walk up the stairs. And as you get up to the, the, uh, the final chamber of the tower, uh, you see that there are uh, a couple of uh, rooms that seem to be sealed off, like locked up. Uh, but otherwise, the staircase leads up to these two rooms on the either side of you, like left and right. And then there's a small hall that leads into a large throne room. And sitting on the throne is what seems to be an undead. And it takes you a moment and you guys realize that's just a dead body. It looks to be an emaciated hobgoblin corpse in a black robe sitting on this throne. And Jean-Claude, you feel the 
this kind of haunting presence that's been, you know, sort of hovering over you sever from your body. And you see the the corpse of this hobgoblin who looks like an emaciated necrosaro rise up and kind of the bones creak a bit. And he almost looks like a mummy. He's so just a viscera, uh, like a... Uh, 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 dried out? Yeah, so dried out. Ah, well done. And he reaches behind the throne and pulls out a, a what looks to be like a like a an amulet and shatters it in his hand. And suddenly he can move, and he's no longer so slow. You think that the ward that he placed on the tower, or somebody placed on the tower, is now been broken. All right. So uh, the body—that's what you were looking for—that amulet and your uh, your whatever the body thing is here. It's not very easy to be a ghost, but with this, I'll be able to move around a little easier. That's good. All right, fair enough. Well, uh, appreciate your help uh, that, that you gave us earlier. Absolutely. He says everything else is yours. I've got what I need. And he... Oh, yeah? Any idea what's in these two rooms over here? He says, old work that I once worked on. It is of no use to me anymore. Anything in there is yours. Anything dangerous? Thank you for your help. He doesn't really respond. And he casts a spell and it creates a portal. Well, actually, I, I should say, for the first turn, he begins casting a spell, and you can see a portal appear next to him. Uh, if you guys want, you can make a perception check. Okay. Oops. Uh, 18. 15. With an 18 and a 15, you can see that a portal has uh, uh, appeared, and it seems like whatever is on the other side, you can sort of see. It's kind of hazy and blurry, but you can kind of make out what this portal is in front of. And it looks to be in front of an enormous green dragon. And the green dragon has skeletal parts. Parts of him are skeletal. One of his wings seem to be rotted away. And Thucydides harshly whispers, I think that's botulism bloodbane. And Necrosaro looks back to you two, or to you three, and says, Do enjoy this world of the living for as long as it lasts. Steps into the portal, and the portal closes. And you guys are greeted with silence. And that's where we're going to go ahead and pause today's session. Thank you for listening to Noobs and Dragons. This show is brought to you by listeners like you. If you wish to support the show, go to patreon.com slash gamezilla media. 
From there, you'll be able to gain excellent perks, like a behind-the-scenes show for Noobs and Dragons. We thank you for your patronage.